0: Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive into today's episode, a trip out west and a search for a theme. This podcast is brought to you by me, Michael Matera, and I am so excited to have you as part of this community of well-played podcasters I have been doing this now for seven years and I absolutely love it and I am so excited to have you along and those of you that have been along for this journey year over year or you've been a part of the podcast since season one you know that I love gamification and this idea of applying theme now in my class I do realm nobles and I apply it to the entire year so they are always in Realm of Nobles, but then I do one-off little adventures where, you know, whatever. I use an EMC2 resource that has nothing to do with Realm of Nobles, and that's okay. You know, maybe we're advertising firms. Maybe we're building a theme park for the new Disneyland or Disney World, right? Uh, There's all sorts of ways to do that. Uh, Big or small. And so I thought I would talk a little bit about theme and why I love applying theme to a game, but uh, I, I titled this A Trip Out West and A Search for a Theme because I just got back yesterday from a trip to Colorado with my family, and it was so fun to go out there with Myla and Nikki, and we had a great time, and we... Walked around some parks, we hiked a little bit, we went into these small little towns, these old gold rush towns, and I was just like, man, there's something here. From the hiking up into the mountains, the rock climbing sort of words, the whitewater rafting that could happen, the trails you could hike to the old gold mines, and these small towns, right? I just felt like there has to be a theme here, and you know, coming back and talking to you guys about why why apply a theme at all. I just got to tell you, if you're not a gamifier yet, and you think, oh man, I shouldn't have to gamify, and whatever you've put up, whatever defenses you put up, drop them for a moment and just lean into the fact that your students are still students; they're still kids. I don't even care, even if you teach you know AP physics and their 12th graders they're still kids they still go home and play video games they still want to hang out with their friends and talk and all that means is that they're they're still captivated by this imagination that they have and so Wrapping a lesson, wrapping a unit, wrapping a year into a theme is a powerful thing to do. And this trip out west reminded me of that. Seeing my daughter captivated by the stories that were around us. Just seeing these small towns and realizing that there is no reason for a town to be built here except for the fact that they were once searching for gold in this area. And thus, we have this little community that's here. And you know, you go for another 45 minutes until you find another little community Uh, this captivated her. And me being me, it captivated me as well. And I just think there is a huge advantage to adding a bit of theme, a bit of context to the challenge, the academic challenge that's in front of them. And so whenever you can, whenever it's possible, choosing to wrap it into a little micro story, what you're doing today, is powerful. It's powerful for our students. It's powerful for them to sort of escape into the storyline. And I I really want to encourage us all to possibly add a little bit of theme to our activities. And again, those of you that are members of EMC2 know that every one of our activities, for the most part, is wrapped into some sort of story, some sort of theme, some sort of activity. Uh, But if you're not in the MC tour, just realize there is this tremendous power in sort of setting the course for the day, setting the course for the activity. And if you are a big gamifier and you gamify the whole year like I do, realize there's power, yes, in setting the story inside the context of what you currently chose as your theme. So for me, Realm novels. Nobles, but I, I want to also point out there is a tremendous power in outside that theme and and taking little vignettes outside so don't pigeonhole yourself to having to do the the themes that you you've picked for the year but if you're new to this whole experience i challenge you choose a theme think through your lesson think through your activity and could you just write even a micro story and put that in the front and so if you think about your lesson Put together a slideshow or thing that kind of sets the course that, hey, we're stranded on an island. Hey, go do this out west theme that we're we're panning for gold or we're doing gold mines. And as you do those gold mines, each thing they do, each activity they do today is in search for gold and and maybe come up with a way in which they're searching or panning for gold based on the activities they do, Uh, that alone. Just, I mean, I'm riffing here. I, I don't have any of this written down. I have zero notes for this podcast. I just wanted to talk to you about this fact that there is theme all around us. And even on my trip, I took photographs of... I took a photograph of a pizza menu because it was themed around hiking. And and I it was language I wasn't used to in terms of like the stages of the hike, how far up the mountain they had gone. And I was like, ooh, these are words I want to know for... micro theme. I know for sure there's going to be an activity in which we're climbing up a mountain, we're doing something up that mountain. In fact, there's probably multiple times we would use that theme and language is important. Language wraps us into that theme and it gets us excited in that theme. And our students escape into that theme while they're doing the work we want them to do. And I just think we know the power of this. Yet as schools, we often don't take the time to do it. Uh, In my book, Explore Like a Pirate, I talk to teachers in that book about even taking the time to get outside of the Google Doc world. I see so many teachers hand out kind of the directions for their project for the unit for whatever, and it's just the plain old white document, the plain old Arial text, and it would have taken you an extra 10 minutes, tops 10 minutes, to dress that up, to you know put it on a scroll, to choose a different font, to add maybe even just a little micro paragraph above it that talks about why Why are we doing the project we're doing, right? Instead of just saying we're having a science fair and pick something, research something, make a poster board and talk about the thing, man, wrap that in. Say that NASA is looking for, we're applying for NASA and we're looking for the new engineers. And now everybody is like doing their science fair project with the bent of trying to get into NASA or wrap it in that we're a new moon base and, you know, we need to grow plants. We need to think of fresh water. We need to think of all these things. And now all their science fair projects are moon-based projects. Like, oh, man, that just adds a different zip, a different zeal. And that's just a paragraph or two at the start. And then with some moon logos and some NASA logos spread out around, uh, put it on gray paper with black text, it has a different feel. And I promise you, still doing the same science fair project you wanted to have happen anyways, now it feels different. And I I just think we need to take that extra 10 minutes, at very least get out of just that Google Doc white sheet aerial font. Um, or some teachers dress it up with a different font, but it's still just a white sheet of paper. Like, take a time. Put it in Canva. Put it in Google Slides. Make it look pretty. Uh. These kids are used to video games. These kids are used to a world in which looks matter, even even outside of video games. Like heck, I mean, think about when you and I let's just who, I'm a, you know, go back to when you were a kid and went to McDonald's. I don't know if you remember, but stop for a moment. We didn't have those digital screens that showed the the Whopper and like the milkshake and the fries looking all pretty. We had one of those letter boards. That's all it was. It was just a letter board that they put in the right letters, right, like you would have in your classroom, those little letter boards, and they put in milkshake, you know, dollar twenty nine, blah 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 blah, cheeseburger, and you know, it wasn't till much later that we got into those TVs and the graphics. So even going to McDonald's is a visually appealing thing for kids these days. This is the world they live in. And then they come to school and almost no time is dedicated on the daily to students' experience and that theme and that feeling. Teachers for a long time have done a great job on bulletin boards, and that's awesome. That's epic. But I don't know. I'm going to own it for myself. I don't change out my bulletin board all that often. That's hard. That's a lot of work. But the thing that even if you do that, even if you change it once a month, that sits there for a month. And then their daily experience is a blank sheet of paper or like a white Google Docu sheet of paper that explains their activity for the day. I think we owe it to them, this generation, who even going to McDonald's sees and experiences things differently than we did. We owe it to them. We're teaching the kids. We're not. They're not getting the experience we had. We know they're not getting the experience we had. So let's give them a different experience. Let's try to match their experience at very least, they're a McDonald's experience in our classrooms. Uh, kind of a crazy analogy, but you get it. I mean, you go to Starbucks, and they got beautiful, you know, versions of nitro brew coffee with the, with the heavy cream in it, and it's swirling around. It looks beautiful, and you want to order it. And then they come into our classroom, boom, white Google Doc. Here's your project. Do it. It's going to be hours worth of work. And that experience at Starbucks, which only takes them two minutes to go order and get and start drinking, is dopamine, dopamine, dopamine throughout the entire experience, from the ordering to the app with the stars, boop, 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 to their first sip. It's all good. Even before the sip, right? It looks beautiful. The drink itself looks beautiful, right? The barista makes the the pretty pattern in the frothy milk at the top. Everything is thought of on that experience. So let's challenge ourselves to add theme, right? And a trip out west reminded me just how powerful that theme is. It was all around me, and I can't wait to think about how I'm going to use those out west from gold mines to hikes to climbing up the mountains to the whitewater rafting. So many things are probably going to be added into my EMC2 work and the resources we produce with those themes just by being aware of what's around me. And I hope you think about what's around you and think about how you can add theme to any activity. Or if you want to pick up Explore Like a Pirate and choose to theme out your whole year, that book will get you set and ready. I can't wait to hear how you add a little theme to a lesson, to a unit, to a year. All right, everybody, have a great day and play on.